0: K
1: news it's one o'clock I'm Bill Robertson. The top story is the chief executive and former security chiefs come out swinging in defense of extradition legislation. A public health doctor says a proposal to allow foreign medical specialists into Hong Kong has won broad support from doctors and Democrats in the US Congress insist on full access to the Mueller report. The chief executive has spoken out against critics of the extradition law amendment bill who refused to accept transferring fugitives to the mainland as being biased. Carrie Lam also warned that it would be difficult for the continued stability of the one country, two systems principle if people opposed any government policies linked to the mainland. Mrs Lam was commenting on the pro-democracy camp's proposal to include a sunset clause in the bill. It would mean that the amendment would just work for a Taiwan murder case, which the government has cited to justify the extradition tradition law, but would expire after this is resolved. Mrs. Lamb says her administration wouldn't accept this and urged overseas governments and international groups to read the plan in detail before speaking out against it. Separately, Executive Councillor Regina Ip described international concerns over the government's proposed amendments to fugitive laws as overblown. The New People's Party chairwoman, who unsuccessfully pushed for national security legislation when she was security chief in 2003, says foreign governments should trust Hong Kong's courts. Their concerns, basically, are about possible removal of their nationals to mainland China, you know, a jurisdiction quite different from ours. But based on our system, which has been enforced for many years, they should know that um, these cases are subject to full protection under our law. And they could be contested in the courts for many, many years. You know, many current cases of rendition to the U.S. are contested in Hong Kong's courts. So they should have faith in the common law protection provided by Hong Kong courts. Former Security Chief Lai-Tung Kwok also dismissed international concerns over the bill. Canada is among the latest countries to voice concerns over the proposed amendments, which will allow the Chief Executive to order the transfer of fugitives to the mainland and other jurisdictions not covered by existing rendition arrangements. International human rights and journalist groups have also spoken out against the plan. But Mr Lai, who is now the Vice Chairman of the New People's Party, backed the proposal. I don't think it can damage Hong Kong's image. On the contrary, I think it will enhance our image because uh, everybody knows that the Fugitive Offenders Ordinance uh, was enacted to ensure that these fugitives will be brought to justice. The Hong Kong Public Doctors' Association's Vice President says he believes that a new proposal to waive internship requirements for foreign specialist doctors has garnered broad support in the medical sector. The Medical Council will vote next month on the plan, which would waive internships for foreign specialists who have passed local exams, but would still require them to work for the hospital authority, health department or university hospitals for up to four years. Here's Dr James Fung from the Public Doctors' Association. This proposal is already having the most support from most doctors' groups. And actually, uh, in certain discussion and deliberation of this proposal, actually, uh, we have incorporated... The opinion of different doctors, especially those who actually worked in Department of Health. It's difficult for me to comment how high is the chance that this proposal may eventually pass in the Medical Council. So since I I don't have any votes in the Council, I think eventually if this proposal pass it can be a stimulant
0: for the overseas doctor to come back to work in Hong Kong.
1: Democratic Party lawmaker Helena Wong called on the Medical Council to broadcast its voting next month on the plan. She also called for council members' voting records to be publicised. The Medical Council need to take a more modernised approach and democratic approach so that they can exercise their authority but to be held accountable to the public. So having more transparency should be the future direction and I hope that they can reform its meeting and uh, so that the public will have more understanding on how they use their power. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Top Democrats in the U.S. Congress have rejected a proposal by the Attorney-General, William Barr, to allow them access to a less redacted version of the Mueller report, the special investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. They are insisting on publication of the full report, and the House Judiciary Committee has issued a subpoena demanding that. The BBC's David Willis explains why the committee's chairman, Jerry Nadler, is demanding full access to the document.
0: Mr. Nadler wants the whole thing released, including supporting evidence and summaries of witness interviews and so on. And he says his committee is entitled to it in order to properly discharge the oversight responsibilities vested in Congress by the Constitution. Now, the subpoena gives the Attorney General, William Barr, just over a week to comply.
1: The filmmaker Roman Polanski is suing the Academy of Motion Pictures, which organises the Oscars, after it threw him out over a past sexual offence. The director fled the United States more than 40 years ago after pleading guilty to the statutory rape of a 13-year-old girl. The BBC's Jason K has this report. Roman Polanski was expelled from the Academy on the same day as the comedian Bill Cosby, who'd only just been convicted of sexual assault. Polanski's lawyer has questioned why they were kicked out on the same day, when the organisation had known about his situation for four decades, and had given him an Oscar during that time. He said he'd been expelled from the organisation without warning and without a chance to respond. In a statement, the Academy said its procedures had been fair and reasonable and it stood by its decision. Reports from the U.S. say a former American Marine has been arrested in connection with a mysterious raid on the North Korean embassy in Madrid in February. The man has appeared in court in Los Angeles. He's alleged to be a member of Free Joseon, a group dedicated to the overthrow of the North Korean leadership. During the raid in Madrid, which was only made public last month, computers and hard drives were stolen and handed over to the FBI. A couple from California have been sentenced to life in jail for starving and torturing all but one of their 13 children. The sons and daughters of David and Louise Turpin endured years of abuse at their home, and some were found shackled to furniture. They've now spoken out, including this younger daughter. My parents took my whole life from me, but now I'm taking my life back. Life may have been bad, but it made me strong. I fought to become the person I am. I saw my dad change my mom. They almost changed me, but I realized what was happening. I immediately did what I could to not become like that. The couple were arrested last year when one of their daughters managed to escape and raised the alarm. To sport now, and today's big English Premier League fixture has a familiar ring to it. Just three days after an enthralling Champions League quarter-final against Manchester City, Tottenham are playing Pep Guardiola's side again. While City need a win to go on top, Spurs are fighting to ensure a top-four finish. Boss Maurizio Pochettino was asked what European success had done for morale. We believe.
0: We believe. We had the belief, and that is the most important. That is a massive example for us. It's how important it is that never give up always have the faith believe in yourself believe in your teammate believe in the in the club in our fans the fans believe in our player believe in the club always thinking that all our decision always is going to be to try to help the the, the club this amazing history that we are writing today I think is going to be a massive example for for us in our future.
1: Another team chasing a Champions League place are Manchester United, who take on Everton tomorrow. Their boss, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, says his side is mentally strong enough to avoid a hangover after midweek defeat in Barcelona. You have to get on with it quickly and just accept that we're out of Champions League. There's no shame in going out to Barcelona. Of course, we spoke about it after the game. that. Forget about this, we're out, we want to be here again. To be back at these stadiums, we need to uh, get amongst the top four. Fantastic week to look forward to players that are in a good, good state mentally. And they're strong mentally. In boxing, two big names go head-to-head in New York as Britain's Amir Khan challenges American Terence Crawford for his WBO world welterweight title. For Khan, it's likely to be a last chance to become a world champion again, but he faces a stiff test against one of the world's best pound-for-pound fighters. Let's hear from both of them, starting with Crawford.
0: I feel like this fight would define my stay at the welterweight division, it would define you know, um, what I'm made
1: of in the welterweight division being that he never lost. I feel like i get more respect. I
0: know that I have to be in my A game and I can't make any mistakes in this fight. I have to stick to the game plan. If I make a mistake, I could get hurt, you know, he's a world class fighter. I know there's a lot to lose, and there's also a lot to gain winning this fight. I'm thinking about the gains. I'm thinking about the name it's going to give me after winning this, becoming a world champion again.
1: And that's the news from RTHK.
0: Radio 3. And welcome to this week's edition of World Fives with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes of interest. First, a new selection of hot new tracks from a lot of places on the planet, and a selection of tracks from French reggae band Brain Dead's new album, celebrating their 20th anniversary with their classic hits remixed as our featured album. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian: We're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with a few hot hits from a surprising number of places on the planet. First off, from Kenya slash Switzerland, the trio Motoni Drummer Queen, which is the nickname of Mutoni Ndonga. She's from Nairobi in Kenya, and she's accompanied by two Swiss DJs slash musicians, Greg Gür Escoffé and Jean-Houk Geisbühler, uh, and they've been together since 2013. She uh, started off as a drummer slash rapper, then producer and entrepreneur, <laughs> and went traveling in Europe, meeting up the other two of her trio. She said that she was first photographed as a drummer during one of her concerts in uh, Kenya, and uh, the caption under the photo was Mutoni Drummer Queen, which uh, stuck, and all her friends called her that by that name afterwards. She regularly plays with her trio at the Montreux Jazz Festival, and uh, they have just released their third album, third studio album at the end of last year called She. It's a tribute to her favorite female heroes, uh, heroines, uh, most notably the writer and militant Maya Angelou. This track on the charts, simply called Kenyan Message, starts off with Miss Mutoni, drummer.